Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, welcome into Friday. You are listening to the Mark Cox Morning Show. I'm Kim Sainanj, filling in for Mark this morning Scott Jagow stepping in this morning to fill in for me. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing all right. Uh, we had a little uh, shindig last night. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's late. the award-winning Kim St. Ange. Thank That's you, That's right. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was a good night. We were at the... Um, thank you. We were at the Missouri Athletic Club last night. Ethan Bright was there, too. Yeah, that place is nice. It was. I've never been there before. And uh, it's it's obviously got a lot of history and had some pretty big events. Uh in St. Louis and hosted people from really across the country. And so it was neat to be there for the very first time. And it was, it was a really fun event and and, award and thank you. Win an award. (laughs) Yeah. It was newcomer of the year is what I was awarded, which I really appreciate. And it was cool because I mentioned this. um, Tom Ackerman was emceeing last night. Of course he was. He he was a (laughs) fantastic emcee. I mean, no one's surprised by that. And uh, he, he asked me what that meant. And I said, I saw this post on social media that said, Anyone who loves their job, what do you do? And it stuck out to me because, seriously, if you interviewed 15 people even, how many of those people would genuinely tell you they love their job? Yeah, probably three. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, So it's just really cool to feel like I I have a job where I'm like, man, I, I genuinely love coming to work. Now, a lot of people, speaking of work, might be stressed out about work because we're talking snow. I know Ethan was telling me last night that his daughter's school already called out for the day. There's yeah. not a single snowflake that I see, at least on my drive-in from St. Charles County. No, there hasn't been any yet. I guess they're uh, doing they a preemptory strike. <laughs> I-, I thought it was tonight. It's for, it's for afternoon. Well, I-, I guess, I mean, couldn't they do a half day? I just feel for all these parents who maybe they both work outside their home, it's not easy for them to take off, and their kid's school is just regularly calling out. And I know some of it you have to factor in if it's a more rural area and there's windy roads, it's not easy for these yeah. buses to get there. I know there's a lot of things that play into that, but that that has to be stressful for the parents. Yeah, you know, uh, coming from Buffalo, New York originally, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would take. It takes a lot. I was going to say you probably just laugh there. at all of this. <laughs> My family's from New England. I lived in Iowa for several years, and you'd have like six inches, and it's like, all right, let's go. I just dust off my car at three a.m. before I go to work and just trek it in. I mean, you just did it. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we have a lot that happened in the last twenty-four hours. Fonnie Willis. I don't know if you watched any of that testimony her on the witness stand yesterday, but. 
Yowza. So we are going to be talking to uh, John. He's a GOP strategist, director of policy and government affairs for the American Principles Project. We're talking to him about that, what that means. She's going to be back on the witness stand this morning. We're going to be talking with Jim Carafano. Always love having him on. Of course, he's from the Heritage Foundation. There's talks of a nuclear weapon from Russia. We have a lot to ask him about that, a number of different things. We have Aiden Johnson coming up in the 8 o'clock hour from Gun Owners of America. We have new information out from the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. including he's from St. Louis. He is from St. Louis, so he's been really tracking this. Of course, people are freaking out about guns. No one is surprised about that, but we're going to check in with him again. That's around 8 away this morning, and then around 8.20... We're going to be giving away some Santana tickets. What? Ooh. Yeah, I know, Carl. You're shocked. We've been giving away tickets most of this week, so you're going to have a chance. This is your last chance to win some of these tickets. Again, that's going to be at 820, so listen for your chance to win. We'll give you a number you can call. All right, but first, let's get to our shortlist. The Mark Cox Shortlist. By Gabby Marshall. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? Oh, I love it. There you have it. History was made last night. That was Iowa's Caitlin Clark. She broke the NCAA women's scoring record. We know that they used a complex series of transactions through what I consider shell companies. This was a complex way to try to deceive the IRS. Oh, yeah. That was the House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer announcing they're subpoenaing multiple credit card companies because they're saying the Biden family used them for personal expenses that were paid by some China energy company. The money that you paid Mr. Wade, the cash in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from. I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears. Uh, yeah, go ahead and just put a fork in Fonnie Willis because she's done. I don't know how you would watch that court hearing yesterday out of Georgia and come up with any other conclusion that she's going to be removed from that case. First and foremost, I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. That was the Kansas City police chief yesterday, Stacy Graves, giving us an update on that shooting investigation. And we did learn quite a few things, but there's still a number of questions that, that we want answered. So we know it was one person killed, 22 injured. We know a little bit more about the victims. They range in age from 8 to 47. And what's really sad is she was saying that half of the victims are under 16. Now, what's interesting is she's saying initially there were three people who were in custody and they were juveniles. And that's really what she's saying started this whole thing. It wasn't some terrorist thing um, where they were going out and trying to do some big old mass shooting. She's saying this actually started with a, a fight between several people near Union Station along right. the parade and this, route. And this is what's happening in St. Louis as yeah, well. Yeah, that's Juveniles, true. That's the police departments, all of them say that is the biggest problem yeah. that, that they have to deal with. And then there's no repercussions because they get to go to family court and get let out in two days. Bingo. And that's the other part that's really interesting to me. Well, first of all, they never should have had the gun, okay? And that's what's interesting, too, about all these people sitting there saying you have to change the gun laws. That wouldn't have, have changed anything here because we don't know the specific ages of these kids, but it's fair to call them kids. Their Police are calling them juveniles. They should never have had guns. Well, they're being held, but they have not yet been charged. I checked this morning. I've not seen anything, but... Per Missouri law, the person has to be released from custody within 24 hours if they're not charged. Mm. Now, since they're juveniles, 
they could be held longer longer if there's some sort of a court order. I would have to imagine that's the case because they would have been taken into custody. What? Let's see. So this is now Friday. This would have happened Wednesday. So Wednesday, it's, yeah. it would have been over that 24 hour mark. Yeah, I don't know of the specifics there. But what I do know is that they should be charged as adults. Yes. No, I, mean, I, I absolutely. I am need, too. These, they, they need to have instant repercussions in these cases and charge these kids, especially if they're 16 or older, as adults. And then we'll see if things change. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. In fact, later on this morning, I want to talk about this case in um, St. Louis where it's that teen murder suspect who's been on the run for like two weeks. And part of the problem is... He's on the run, oh, but they won't release anything about him because he's a juvenile. So the they're, they're saying, yeah, who escaped yeah. from juvenile detention center, wherever, somewhere in like Midtown area. And they're saying, well, he's protected under Missouri law because he's a juvenile. We're not going to tell you anything about him. All they're saying is like, oh, he's five, six and 130 pounds. Well, how many people do you know that that would fit? I mean, that doesn't tell yeah. us anything. And that that's the problem. They're saying they if if this kid who escaped from juvenile detention center had been charged as an adult, it would have been much different. But but KMOV did the story outlining or outlining all the different factors that they take into place when you're determining if they're going to be charged as an adult. And it's a lot. But but how could you not charge someone with with who's facing murder charges or the Kansas City situation? How can you not charge them as an adult? I would think murder should be automatic. Yeah. How? I mean, how would it not? I don't even care if it's second degree, like in the case with the St. Louis situation, it's second degree. I, I don't care what degree it is. If there's a murder attached to the charge, yeah. you should be charged as an adult, especially if you're 16, 17. You know what I mean? It's not some 12 year old running around, although that I mean, that's a whole other issues because we've got 13 year olds carjacking people at gunpoint in St. Louis. Right. And again, they're getting off easy, and then those are the crimes that lead to violent crimes eventually. So yeah. the, it starts out with carjacking, and it ends up with murder. Yeah. So that's the bridge that we have to cross and fix. And, and I mean, we don't even know if these teens were involved in some sort of, like, a gang. I mean, we, we don't know. I, it sounds like all of these victims were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. But we really at this point don't know if there was somebody in that group who was involved in the argument and then they were targeted. I mean, there's just still so many questions. So we're hoping to get more answers today. I would imagine there would have to be another press conference to announce if they've decided to go ahead and charge these these teens or if they've had to let them go. So a lot to get to with that. Coming up here after the break, we're going to talk about this Fonnie Willis case. I don't know, Scott, if you listened to any of that that I testimony. Didn't. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if, if I had to throw out a few words, combative, awkward, fiery. I mean, it was it was cringeworthy, but it was one of those situations where you just want to grab your popcorn because you can't stop watching. So we're going to break that down here coming up after the break. Stay with us. But first, nationally at the thank you, Carl. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Are you aware that Fulton County requires you to disclose any relationship with someone that you're doing business with? I'm not aware, and I'm, I know often that time things are confused with state constitutional officers in county, but I'm not aware. Okay, so it's not your, so it's your understanding that you don't have a duty to disclose the relationship. She's answered that question. Let's keep going. I don't know if anyone is believing the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, Fannie Willis, I've heard both, I've heard it be pronounced both ways. I don't know if anyone is believing her that she did not know she had to disclose the relationship between her and this special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, but I am certainly not buying it. Man, if you have not seen any of this testimony of, of her on the witness stand yesterday, you have got to go, but go onto social media and just watch some clips of it because it got really heated. I mean, she was she was basically rolling her eyes at some of these questions. The judge at one point had to take a recess because she was basically getting an attitude. So just to kind of catch you up to speed, if you're not super familiar with this case, she's leading this case against Trump saying that he tried to overturn the election in Georgia and charged him in about 18 or so others. And now the question is, should she be disqualified from this case because of this supposed improper relationship that she had with the special prosecutor? The The biggest question really boils down to the timeline of the relationship. Because did she bring him on after she was already having this relationship with him? She claims no. She acknowledged that they had basically a sexual relationship, which was kind of the awkward part because they were asking, understandably, some pretty personal questions yesterday. But she's like, no, 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 no. The relationship never began then. It it didn't begin before 2021 when I hired him on. It it began in 2022. And then she claims that it, it ended in 2023. Well, then one of Fonnie Willis's friends, or I guess I should now say ex-friends because she did not have good things to say about her uh, when she testified, uh, says, no, 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 no. I am positive that Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade's relationship started far beyond. I mean, it started back in like 2019. And if that is true, that means not only did Fonnie Willis lie about it, which is a serious problem, but then on top of that, to me, that would absolutely disqualify her from from heading up this case. I mean, even MSNBC, a legal analyst on MSNBC is saying that. Listen to clip number five. We've all been watching this and it's it's so legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think. Uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court. It's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to to the court. It's it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. Uh, yeah. OK, that's even MSNBC legal analyst telling you that the other 
weird part about all of this was was the money situation because supposedly she's paid him some six hundred thousand dollars since 2021 so they were talking a lot about that yesterday how she got the money these payments or whatever and he was testifying to nathan wade was and he he's like oh yeah she, she would pay me in cash whenever we'd go and travel together or go to dinner she would just slip me like i don't know twenty five hundred dollars in cash uh excuse me what then, then they ask Fonnie Willis where she gets the money. She she gives them the runaround and gives them an attitude. And she's like, yeah, you know, I, I always keep cash at my house. Sometimes I just keep as little as like $2,500. But sometimes I keep upwards of like $15,000 at my house. Um, excuse me. I'm not saying you couldn't keep money, cash at your house. But how many people do you know who keep $15,000 in cash at their house? And where did she even get that money? She even admitted at one point, oh, yeah, some of the money I got from my campaign, I'd use some of that. That, that. That's a problem, too. There's so many issues. I have so many questions about this. My gosh, we're going to talk about this more this morning. But coming up after the break, we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of Kim on a whim, since Scott's filling in this morning, we're going to do what we're calling this morning Scott on the Spot. We'll be right back. Kim on a whim. If you're a regular listener of the Mark Cox Morning Show, you know that around 5.35 every morning we do Kim on a Win. But this morning there's a special edition <laughs> that we're going special. to introduce. Very special, Scott. With Scott Jagow stepping in for me today, and this is my best version of the little intro we had for Kim on a Win. It's Scott on the Spot. I'm right here. I'm on the spot. Hey, Scott. Hey. What's on your mind? Okay, I got lots on my mind. Let's, Let's hear it. Let's start with sports betting. All right. So watching the Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, I placed a few bucks on it. Of course, I had to drive over to Illinois to do that. Not a big deal, I suppose, but it just seems dumb to me that we don't have sports betting at this point in Missouri because all of the states that touch the border of Missouri have it. 39 out of 50 states have it. $23 billion was bet on the Super Bowl alone. It just makes no sense to me that we are letting that revenue go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And what is even more perplexing to me is that one man is holding this up, apparently. Denny Hoskins. And I don't understand why he has this power. And I also don't understand why people are letting him hold it hostage over, and this is the only time I'm going to use this phrase, video lottery terminals, which are slot machines or better yet described as boxes of depression with handles on them. (laughs) So I don't get why we have to be tied to these slot machines in convenience stores over sports betting. It's stupid. And the sports teams are at the brink. They're going to make this happen in 2025 at, at the latest i suppose because they're going to put it on the ballot Mm -hmm. a petition uh but i mean if you're a kansas city chiefs fan and you want the kansas city chiefs to stay in missouri i mean i'd be a little concerned the owners right now are saying no we're going to renovate arrowhead stadium and we're going to stay in missouri but it's just a mile or two across the border to kansas where they have sports betting and the chiefs want it and the cardinals want it and the blues want it and everybody wants it I don't understand what the drawback is. Am I missing something? Why are people who, I don't have a problem with sports betting. I agree. I think it's stupid that you can drive right over the bridge into Illinois, place your bet, and then flip right back around and be like, all right. I mean, that's just silly to me. So I have no problem with, with legalizing sports betting in Missouri. But what, people who are opposed, what what's the argument? 
Well, there's generally a moral argument. You know, some of the family organizations uh, don't want any uh, increase in gambling at all. But primarily, it's this one guy, a state senator who, who wants it tied to the slot machines and regulation of those. And it's a separate issue. And anyone with common sense knows that it's a separate issue. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and take care of the slot machines, but don't hold hostage sports betting over it. It's stupid. So, so, so you do think that it will be legalized in Missouri? Yes, potentially it's inevitable. Next year? It's inevitable. And, and do you be. think they almost have to at this point? Because like you said, it's it's what, 12 states, including Missouri, that, that it's still legal? Yes. And the sports teams want it, which is something years ago they did not want. The NFL pushed against it, Major League Baseball, for years. And then you could just see it. It's it, it, The best analogy I can think of is pot. So marijuana, oh, there's such resistance to marijuana being legalized. See, I legalized. was, I don't like that. I didn't want marijuana okay. to be legalized. Well, you could see it coming, though. Oh no, I'm not surprised I, at all that it passed. The same thing with this: the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, when they weighed in and said these rules in, that states have uh, aren't legit, and it opened the door for sports gambling. It didn't take long before. You know, New Jersey and Oregon and uh, just all over the states were like, yeah, well, revenue, please. Mm -hmm. And here in Missouri, the, the bill is to provide revenue for schools. I mean, that's hard to argue against. And it's free money. I mean, basically. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess and people in, want to bet on sports. I, I do. I understand, I guess, the moral argument. But I feel like it's I mean, I was telling you I was opposed to, to legalizing marijuana. And, and I, I don't like the idea. I know people were driving high before it was legalized. I'm not an idiot. But now I feel like it's just that much easier to have it on you. And, and I just don't like the idea that <clears throat> everywhere you go now, it smells like you're walking through a cloud of pot smoke. But I, I see it differently as far as the moral argument with gambling. Like I, I just don't, I don't put those two on the same level. For whatever reason, like I, I'm more okay with this gambling thing. I just I don't see a huge problem with that. I agree. I think the revenue would be great. I, it, the sports teams want it. I, I I don't know what the huge issue is with that. Again, I don't think there is a huge issue. I think it's Denny Hoskins. <laughs> he is the issue. <laughs> he, he is the issue so far because yeah. it's passing the House. It it just passed through the House again. So it it gets held up what in the Senate? In the Senate. Mm -hmm. So that's been the problem the last three years is it gets through the House and then it gets blocked in the Senate because. For some reason, everyone seems to follow the lead of Hoskins, and he keeps making sure that it's tied to slot machines. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's short-sighted. And I think he's up for his term in 25, so at least then it will go through the legislature. But I think it's going to happen before that because the teams are going to put a petition on the ballot or are petitioning to get it on the ballot. So voters mm -hmm. in November will be able to decide, yeah. and I have a feeling it would easily pass. Do you have a countdown calendar on how many days <laughs> Denny no. Hoskins has left? No. <laughs> 475 <laughs> days yeah. left, 474 <laughs> days left. Yeah, I mean, honestly, personally, it's not a big deal to go across the river. And in fact, making it easier for me to bet on my phone probably isn't good for me because I like to bet. Mm -hmm. So uh, having a little obstacle like driving across a bridge <laughs> might help me personally. But in the I, I, in the bigger picture, I just think it's not it's not good for Missouri to let this go on. It's crazy too, though, that it must have some sort of a location tag to be able to know that you're in one of the states oh, where it's illegal. They're... So it's interesting that it's that 
specific that it's, as soon as you go over the river, it recognizes. It's it almost kind of creepy that yeah. it then recognizes, okay, you're in the free zone. You can go ahead and place this bet. I'm sure there's more than one person listening right now who drives over to the Casino Queen parking lot and makes bets. <laughs> meet Scott there. Scott, what time should they meet you there? <laughs> no. You guys can yeah, place Ron bets David, together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you see people in the parking lot. There's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of cars with people in them on their phones. Not I mean, getting out, just yeah, sitting just in there sitting placing there. bets, yeah, clearly because, who live in Missouri. Yes, because you have to hit the locator button on the app, FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever, mm-hmm. and it tells, oh, oh, you're in Illinois now. But you go back across the bridge, you're like, eh, Not going to work. Yeah. I, I've just never been into sports betting, I, so it doesn't really, I guess, make much of a difference to me. I mean, the revenue well, side could change things, I guess, well, I for me, but just as far teams, as like what they can do with that revenue. I believe that integrity once was the stumbling block for the leagues. They were afraid of, you know, because in Europe there had been some issues, although in Europe they police that stuff so well. But uh, I think over time that kind of fell away as the issue and they were and the eyeballs that get on the sport because of sports betting is huge so people that don't necessarily care about this particular game are watching that game because they have money on it Mm -hmm. and that drives revenue for the league so it's all about money of course and but it's also common sense there, there was some sports betting app, and I forget which one it was, but Gordon Deal was talking about it on his show, and he was like, yeah, you can just say that I'm going to place a bet that, that Patrick Mahomes will rush for one yard. Like, th- that's the bet? That Patrick Mahomes will rush? I mean, that's the free bet. That's a, I'm yeah. like, how much do you win on that bet? Nothing, like, five cents? Not even five cents. <laughs> What's it, the point of that? I don't know. I guess it's, it's to, to get, get you into yeah. the app. Yeah, right. And so you win I, five cents and get excited, and then you place massive bets? Well, that's the theory, I guess. I saw that. That's dumb. It's a gateway <laughs> bet. I was going to say, it's the gateway bet. It's- <laughs> yeah, it's the gateway. But it's, the, the bet is, what, minus 20000 So you have to bet $20,000 to win 100 Oh, my gosh. I mean, so that's a ridiculous bet. And this is why I don't bet. I, I, I'm the person. I don't I don't even go to casinos. I'm the person who, if I lost more than $20, I would be so sad that I would have to leave. See, I, I just an, can't do it. I'm too I, cheap. I understand that, but I don't understand it because I have a gambler's soul, and I <laughs> if do. If you win, I understand I I it's, it's, why people it's love doing it. There are other people that probably have know what I'm talking about. You just either are or you're not, and it's fine if you don't want to do it. I just, I am a gambler, <laughs> so I don't know how else to say it. Have you won big time? On horse racing, I have. Okay, I've done horse racing in... Iowa, I want to say, and that was actually pretty fun because I I know nothing about horse racing. So you just pick the names you like, or you pick the the horses that you think are, like, in my case, the cutest. Like, oh, I like that horse. We're gonna bet on him. Well, horse racing exists as a sport because of gambling, because you would have no interest in horse A, B, C, D, or E unless you have money on it. That's how the sport started. So people hmm. were betting on on the horses and. So it's that doesn't happen interest. naturally in the wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just <laughs> you have an interest in it once you place a bet, mm-hmm. and that's what drives the sport. So, but sports betting is something different. But now leagues and teams are seeing, well, it's driving interest as well because people, again, a game you don't care about, you do care if you have five bucks on it. Yeah. So I would care for five bucks. I told you I'm too cheap. So I, I but it is fun when you do win. I can understand what you're saying. You get oh, really excited. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I should try one more time. 
and yeah. that's how you're and at the casino until all, all hours of the night. Access, right? Right. Oh, yeah, and right. And that's why people get no, they've addicted. they changed the laws about that. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, that's why the apps have uh, 800 numbers in case you find bets yourself. Bets off. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Yeah, 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 is that yeah, it? So. Have you ever had to call that number, Scott? I have Scott? not. <laughs> Do I need to tell you the number? <laughs> Is it 1-800-BETS-OFF? It is. That is the actual yeah. number. Anyone yeah. listening, if you struggle with a gambling addiction, it's 1-800-BETS-OFF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your own PSA. Okay. Is, are we, Good is, job. Yeah. yeah no. I, I love Scott on the spot. Anytime yeah. you fill in, All Scott right. Jagow, can we do, do Scott it. on the yeah. spot? Yeah. Let's do it. I think sports betting is really interesting. And I, I like I said, I would support it being legalized in Missouri. But I would also be open to hearing some arguments from sure. people who were saying, no, 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 Kim, you're not weighing all the factors here because maybe I just don't know enough about it. So anyway. All right. Thank you, Scott. Coming mm-hmm. up in the next hour, we're going to be talking to John Schweppe. I think this is going to be an inter- interesting conversation. He's a GOP strategist. He's also the director of policy and government affairs for the American Principles Project. He's really tracking what's going on with this case out of Georgia with Fawny Willis, the district attorney out of Fulton County, because the question is, did she lie on the witness stand yesterday? Could she be charged with perjury? I'm going to ask him that again. That's coming up here in the next hour. Well, hopefully none of you had any plans to go to the National Archives Rotunda today in Washington, D.C., because just want to give you a heads up. Uh, yeah, you can't. It's going to be closed. And here's why, my friends. <laughs> Because climate activists, this was, I believe, Wednesday, so Valentine's Day. They went and they they dumped all of this pink powder on the bulletproof case that protects the U.S. Constitution there. They're saying that this pink substance or whatever was was powdered paint. And thankfully, because it's protected by this bulletproof case, they're not thinking that the, the Constitution got damaged in any way. But, but what, what is going on? We've seen, so that was this Wednesday, okay? But then it was end of January, so not that long ago, I don't know if you remember this, but there were some environmental protesters who threw what looked like tomato soup at the Mona Lisa. And thankfully, the Mona Lisa has glass protection over it as well. So our girl Mona was not hurt. That's good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. But um, yeah, it, it, it's just interesting seeing all of these 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 bizarre climate activists and the protests they're they're choosing to do, like laying in the middle of the road, refusing to get out of the street, blocking traffic for hours. People are starting to like drag them off the road like, hey, dude, I, I support your right to protest, but you're in my way. I have important things to do. Move. They need to go back to tree hugging. That Thank was you. the original, the original name that. for environmental <laughs> activists was tree huggers because they would chain themselves to trees so they couldn't be cut down. And if you look uh, environmental activists and the other group that does wacko things like that, animal activists, PETA. those yeah. two groups PETA. are crazy. <laughs> Why? What is up with like the 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 dumping of the substance, like the pink powder, the soup? Like, why are you choosing to go after these? Why are you choosing? Maybe I understand the Constitution because they're like you're infringing on our rights and la 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 la. They they want Biden to declare a climate emergency. By the way, so so maybe I understand that. But like, why the Mona Lisa? Why are you messing with our girl Mona? I don't know. I don't know. I know. I do know that they could get up to six months in prison for doing this and that it's costing $15,000 a day to clean it up. Well, so. so not only is it costing that much money to clean up, which is crazy, but then on top of that, they're, I don't know if you have to pay to get in this. Do you have to pay? Do you know? Excuse me. I've never been there. The National Archives Rotunda. I actually haven't either. 
you do have to pay for some of the museums and things in Washington, but some of them are free, I think. Well, you're losing if if you do I'm have sure to pay. I'm sure they have some I, sort of fee to, to get in. I, I would to think pay, so. And pay you, for it. You're losing revenue from that. I know the Louvre. I've actually been there in, in France, in Paris, and you you certainly have to pay to get in there from what I remember. I went years and years ago, but... But that, that $15,000 cracks me up. I mean, that's such a government number. Like, you know, toilets cost $32,000. <laughs> and to clean up some powder from a case, 15780 bucks. I mean, I think what I could probably do it for like $12. To? Give me some like Clorox and I'll clean that up for you. Yeah. yeah, for like $2. I don't know what kind of special equipment they have to bring in to clean this up. Carl, I think we actually have a little bit of sound from these these clowns at the Archives Rotunda. We're calling for all people to have all these rights, not just wealthy white men. We all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. Yes, Scott and Carl, not just you uh, wealthy white men. Uh, take out the word wealthy and you, <laughs> it's accurate. <laughs> why do they always have At to bring that up? Like, why does it always have to be also the wealthy white men? Have you noticed that? It's like they can't just say all people. They have to specifically call out those evil, terrible white men, yeah. the wealthy white men. It pushes buttons for people, I guess. I don't know. It's, I it's a talker, I guess. I don't know. All right. So that that was crazy. I think it might be free. Really? The National Archives Rotunda? I'm on their website, and it, does, it gives hours. And it well, there you go. I said some charge. of it's free. Okay. Well, we're, we've are we only got a couple minutes left here, but I wanted to bring this up. So there's a Democratic representative. It is free. It is free. It is 100% free. Okay. So if people had tickets today, they didn't lose their money from their ticket. There you go. Now, you, it's like it's like our art museum. Yeah. You can go in, but like for their uh, special events and their special programs— that charges a fee. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. They got to make money somewhere. Um, I know we're running out of time here, but I, I wanted to bring this up because it caught my attention. And I and I know I wanted to talk about it the other day. Um, this Democratic representative out of California is calling for a $50 minimum wage because she's claiming that the residents in California can't get by on $104,000 a year. Whew. And I understand California is expensive. That's one reason I'd never want to live there. But I mean, come on. Yeah, that's a pretty good wage, one hundred and four thousand actually in California. I lived yeah. on that in California, and you were you survived to tell the tale today. But... <laughs> well, yeah, but still, like you're oh, not going yeah, to live some luxurious life. But no one promised you people were going to live luxurious lives and drive these expensive sports cars. The minimum wage in California is already sixteen dollars. The federal minimum wage, just for some perspective, is seven twenty-five. But if you'll remember, pretty recently they upped the minimum wage for specifically fast food workers, I believe, in California to $20 an hour. Mm -hmm. So everybody else in the state makes $16 an hour for their minimum wage. But if you work at a McDonald's, you get $20 an hour. I wonder how the service is in California at McDonald's. Do these patties, these I'm burgers serious, have like, like gold flakes in them now? I would I would like to know how the service is because I know how the service is at McDonald's in the St. Louis area. <laughs> I am, if you, yeah. <laughs> The, the ice cream, good. the ice cream machine is always broken, and just half the time the order screwed up. Yeah, they I'm make sorry. you go, you go to, to Chick Fil A. It's window different. now and sit there for twenty minutes before your food gets to you. I love McDonald's. I'm not trying to hate on you, McDonald's, but yeah, the service is is not so great. All right, coming up, I was telling you we're talking to that GOP strategist about that Fonnie Willis case out of Georgia. We're also going to get a check of business with Nicole Murray, and we're doing in other news with Ethan Bright when we come back. 
Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 